This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. is Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good evening and welcome everyone. I am Michelle Barber and you are listening to Stand Up Straight, where we aim to provide a vehicle for the allied supporters to stand up for our GLBTI community to encourage and create greater inclusion, share stories, give advice, create dialogue or introduce a new way of thinking, but most importantly, to facilitate change towards greater acceptance of our rainbow family in all its shapes and sizes. Thank you to the fabulous team of Dano and Mason for some great afternoon's music and chatter and uh, the equally lovely Beck for the news. Clayton is across the desk and joining us on the microphone this evening in the Stand Up Straight studios. Thanks for letting me. Oh, you are always welcome, Clayton. And uh, next to me and joining us in the studio is the lovely Stephanie. Hello, Michelle. We've got a little bit of a uh, music bed underneath. Uh, I'm wondering if anybody can guess what kind of theme we might have tonight. So, Chocolata Lombardo is a proudly Australian proudly Australian made and owned company with a mission to be the best retailer of handmade gourmet artisan chocolates. What a sweet treat it is to have Ted Lombardo chat to us tonight about his chocolate journey and his role as one of Joy's 94.9's co-hosts for the escape hour. So has anybody put two and two together out there, I'm wondering, without any music underneath? Tad, welcome. Know. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me to come on. Stephanie, why did you select this little bit of music below? Willy Wonka. You've got <laughs> to love a bit of Willy Wonka. I wonder if people are a little bit confused at the beginning. Pure Play- imagination. Well, I mean, we all know it. We have some imagination sometimes. So. Yes, we, we do. Have to. So, uh, Tad has joined us tonight, has, um, oh, would we say probably one of the best jobs in the entire world? Is that how you describe I- yourself? Most of the times, although <laughs> 4 a.m. this morning when we had to get up and start making hot cross buns, I, I question it. But um, no, overall, it is. It's a great, it's a great job, and 
one that I'm I'm glad that I chose um, and I was able to choose. And having um, popped into the store today, yes. Tad, I was interested to see your hot cross buns advertised. Yep. And that's a bit of a diversification. It is. Um, it, it's, it's something that um, I wanted to try actually to do last year um, and never found the time for. So um, this year I had a little bit of help with a friend who was helping me out in the kitchen and um, we thought, might as well do it. And it's been incredible. Today we sold something like 600. Yeah, well, there were none there crazy. when I arrived no, in the afternoon. Weren't. So, you know, Sorry. Well, that's you always made the 600. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so it was you, pretty crazy. Your hands on. You are in there, in the kitchen, Front sifting flour, yeah. doing what, I don't know what you do. So, um, yeah. is that right? Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's important to... Um, to be able to do that front of house and to be able to, or sorry, in the kitchen and front of house and, and to know it all because once the business grows, I will have people in those positions. I need to know what they go through. Mm. Um, I think it's important to do that. And I've, I've seen too many managers and business owners that don't, and I think that's a, a problem. And just to explain a little bit about the store, you know, it is yeah. a fairly visual experience, isn't it? Because when you're in the front of house, you know, you can see into the, the into That's the right. kitchen as well. Yep. So um, you are very present. Very much. I call it a bit of a fishbowl sometimes. Yeah. And, and you're very aware um, that people are watching every move um, and sometimes that's a bit daunting because sometimes you don't feel like being watched but uh, um, yes. but at the end of the day you're you're also providing an experience for the people that come to the market and Ex- that's important too. And it's a Paran market. It is, that's right, in the South Yarra. Yep. So is this your favourite time of year? Uh, this in Christmas, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, the cooler months are good too because people tend to consume more chocolate in the cooler months than in the summertime. So, um, you, you, I mean, not just from a sales point of view, but the, you can do more creative things during that time of year. Well, it melts slower. So, yeah. <laughs> it melts a lot slower. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, people are going to walk out and suddenly have a pool of chocolate. Exactly. So. I had somebody come into the shop today buying their Easter chocolate, and they were had purchased their Christmas chocolate there, and they're telling me how one of the, uh, the, the chocolate bubbles that I had made melted in the window, and I was like, well... Not much I can do about that. I mean, you know, it's Australia and it is 30 degrees. That's right. So is your work done now, Tad Barista? No. No? I I mean, I'm still, I sold out of a lot today. Today was an incredible sales day. It's probably one of the record days I've had, which is, Mm, um, which is great. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, in a a small business, it's, you know, you're you're one day from having to close your door, really, in a lot of sense of the word. And, um, it's hard too, when, when you're trying to do everything yourself and, you know, i I mean, it's not like don't cry for me, Argentina, but I'm the one who makes the chocolate. I deliver the chocolate. I market it. I sell it. And, and while I do have help from time to time on certain days, it's um, it's mainly still a one man show. And um, so it just gives you a boost, even though it's tiring, you know, a long day. Um, for example, for today, it gives you a big boost and, and it just lets you know that you're doing the right things. You've not always been in the food industry, though, is no. have you? So I know um, it's a, quite a very, very different history that you had up it until is. quite recently. Yep. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail. But I'm just wondering whether you feel that chocolate is a romantic thing. I feel it is. And it's a treat. It Do you is. Feel the same I, way? I, totally. And it's, and it's a luxury, too. Um, you know, during the global financial crisis, chocolate was the one area of of commerce, whatever you want to call it, that that actually didn't suffer. People still spent money on chocolate, and that's a, a proven statistic. As much, 
I'm wondering if it would, did it you, just remain the same? No, it, was, it remained the same. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So it was one indulgence that people still felt they, they wanted um, mm. during It's an times. affordable ad- yeah. indulgence. And, and there's really, different levels of it yes. too. So, yeah. so, I was gonna, so, would peop- so people perhaps w- were still buying, but they maps, perhaps not the luxury. Would they m- right. buy you know, your supermarket brand type chocolate more? Probably. Mm. Probably they, they would do that for sure. And, um, and again, you know, there's different, different people that, that are in different markets. You know, mine's more of a high end. Mm. It's, it's more expensive. It's handmade. And I'm using quite expensive ingredients. So that's not for everybody. You know, mm. some people just want a, a commercial bar that you can buy from the grocery store and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes I do. Oh. Yeah, sometimes. Controversial. <laughs> we have the uh, very, very sweet Tad Lombardo in the studio with us tonight. We're going to get to know him, a little bit more about the chocolate, have a little fun and uh, come back and uh, find out what kind of sea change you actually yeah. had, Tad. You sure. are Stand Up Straight on Joy. Joy 94.9 would like to thank you for supporting our podcast service. In March 2017 alone, our community downloaded over 48,500 Joy podcasts. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? So um, if you haven't yet, now is the time to search for your favourite Joy programs on iTunes and to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Some of the episodes that you can download at the moment um, are The Silver Fox, this week speaking to Irish-American comedian Des Bishop and spoken word poet Tom Milligan. The Fringe Wives Club join the Brecky Bears for um, a song and a chat about their show. And New Joy program, The Escape Hour, with uh, Tad, who we've got here this evening with us, chat all things food and travel in the Big Apple. Uh, Alice shares her shameful confession on Joy's Lesbian Book Club, Read Her. Well, that sounds interesting. I think I'll be downloading that one. Um, and Geeks Unite, Checkpoint is joined by co-founder of GX Australia, Liam Esler, on the importance of an inclusive gaming community. If you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcasts on iTunes. Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and iTunes. Joy 94.9 
Michelle, Stephanie and Clayton in the studio and with our sweet guest Had Lombardo, we're talking all things chocolate, sweetness and it's just a kind of happy time of year I think for a lot of people at this, we've got a four day weekend as we all know, judging by the traffic on the roads tonight, (laughs) but there's something um, I I don't know if if you feel the same way, but a couple of people at work bought Easter eggs in today so there's this Maybe it's the sharing perspective, maybe, you know, and, and I'm Jewish, so I don't celebrate yep. Easter in that sense, but there's something, it's a symbol of a bit of a, a holiday time or relaxed time, fun time. Do you find that too? Absolutely, and a lot less pressure than at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's yes. the big difference. And I think that comes back to what you were saying about chocolate being an affordable commodity. Even when yeah. times get tough, people still buy chocolate. Yeah. And so it is a gift that you can give easily. So people come into the office and they it's bring true. chocolate. I know my daughter was taking chocolate eggs to school and, you know, it was a lovely thing that kids can exchange yeah. it doesn't cost a lot of money but it's that's a lovely right. gesture and everybody that's right. well most people like chocolate well that's just exactly right and it's funny i have one of my regular customers who comes in and she um she always says that she doesn't trust people that don't like chocolate have you always had two questions one a yeah. passion for food but has it been chocolate primarily in, ge- in general no or? it wasn't i mean i did always have a passion for food i mm. mean i i started cooking with my grandmother and and wanting to be in the kitchen with my mother and um, what were you cooking with them do you remember what you used to, what yeah, your favorite pasta stuff? or yeah. just just when she was making thanksgiving dinner I'd, I'd just be in there just watching what she was doing or, or christmas or easter which, whatever it was it was mm-hmm. big family um gatherings and um I, i've got a cookbook of all my grandmother's recipes and i still have absolutely yeah. and a, a handful of this yeah. and i still make all of those things today and and um i think it's important from a a a, a legacy point of view. I mean, that's when I eat those foods that that are from her recipe. It reminds me of her, and I think that's that's important too. Mm. They're the type that. of sorry, they're the yeah. type of recipes I like. Is the ones yeah. that's a handful of, and it's I hate you know I don't hate I do work with it occasionally, but yep. cooking something that has everything is mapped out for you. You have to have exactly this and this. That's right. The recipes that have you in it that's right really well and that's the difference though between savory and pastry. Pastry is very exact, and if you don't mm. do it exactly, it's not going to come out right. So. That's the other side of it, which I do enjoy, that side of the technical part of pastry, um, pretty much, which is this whole other side of my brain that works, usually. So you talked about um, spending time with your grandmother in yep. the kitchen, and food didn't start there as being a major part of your life. You had a very, very different career up until, what, six, seven years seven ago, years roughly? Ago. Yeah. yeah, so Tell my background's bit. engineering, um, but I was in risk management um, and engineering consulting field. Um, 
with that said, I did always love food. I, when I was, I, I put myself through uni, so I had to find a way to pay for the, the school loans. Mm. And I did that by put, um, working for a catering company in New, northern New Jersey, and it was in Bernardsville. And we catered out of this beautiful mansion. It was every Saturday and Sunday. We did primarily just weddings. Um, and I worked my way up from being a waiter to managing it. Mm. So that's, that's where I really realized that I really loved the food world and that Ultimately, that's probably what I really wanted to do. But I, I had to pay homage to the fact that I just spent so much money and time and struggled through university. And, um, um, you know, I needed to make that work for me um, for a little bit, too. So why did it take you 20 years to get back to food? And, and tell yeah. me a little bit about that journey, because obviously, you know, you've you've moved continents between yes. um, during right. that time. Yeah. And well, I, I met my partner and um, um, he was based in London at the time. I was working at in Tower 2 of the World Trade Center at, the t- at that time. Um, and, you know, my whole being in Australia, you know, moving here when I did, if I hadn't, I, I know I would have been in the Twin Towers when, when September 11th happened. So Gosh, it's just one of those sure. things where you know yeah. I made the right decision. I know there, there were people, my friends and family, who felt I was crazy for, for moving continents. And I always felt very comfortable with doing that. And the worst thing that could happen is I could get on a plane and come home, you know, go back. That, that That's the way I saw that. So I guess it's kind of like, in everything in life, you know, you can choose to not do something because of the negative things, or you can choose to do it because you don't know where it is. And that's part of the, 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 the journey, if that's the right word. So you arrived here in 1996. I did. And yeah. to Melbourne. To Melbourne, yeah. And did you fall in love with the city straight away? Or I I had mean- vis- Funnily enough, I had visited Melbourne the year before. Um, before I'd met my partner, before because I, I always had a fascination with Australia, okay. which stems from my grandfather, who um, he had a big radio room in his house because he was into radio, and he um, we would always play in this radio room, and it was this huge room, and there was these old style looking green consoles, and he would always speak to a friend of his in Sydney, Australia, and I would be there when he would speak to him and I was just always fascinated with Australia because of that so um but he was on air he was your grandfather was on yeah. air, what the 20s in the, in the 1920s yeah. he had a radio show um and it was very famous for it and he um he he did it um they, they broadcast live from the Gimbel's building on Market Street in Philadelphia um Gosh. and that's actually how he met my grandmother because he was sent to um, basically cover the, um, the Miss America pageant in Atlantic City live <laughs> and that's how he met her. Oh, what so. a gorgeous story. Yeah. And is he a Lombardo too? No, no, no. He's a Kale. Um, so he's on my mother's side oh, of the family. Okay. But um, he's, an, he's an incredible person who I'm really proud to be related to. He was um, in charge of the DP camps in Europe um, after World War II and he was also in charge of the American Armed Forces Network radio in Europe as well after So a after serious the war. career in radio. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got it in your blood. You I do. do. There's and that's no why escaping. I, no, and that's one of the reasons too why I just felt compelled to to do what I'm doing with now with with radio and and it's just been a, a good match. So how did you find joy? Um obviously I've known joy has been around for a long time and yeah. and I think um you reach a point too where you feel you're ready to want to to not just give back to our community but to also be a voice. I know I've got a voice and I know I can be a positive impact on people who might need need that um, and that it's okay for us to be who we are and what we're doing and where we're doing. And um, so I think it's important to, um, to sort of give back. And that's, that's a big part of what, I, what I'm doing here at Joy. And mm-hmm. I think um, what Joy does is incredible with all the volunteers and it's amazing. And, and in particular Radiothon that's coming up yes. um, in about a month's time. So it, it kind of highlights why joy exists and why it Absolutely. needs to continue to exist yep. and grow we're going to get to know 
uh, Tad a little bit further as we come back. You are listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. We have uh, Tad Lombardo in the studio with us talking all things chocolate. You might see a bit of hear a bit of a theme with our music tonight. Um, Clayton, uh, I want to thank you for this, this fabulous choice of music well, this evening. Well, we had the same thoughts of songs at the <laughs> same time, apparently. The first one we played was um, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. And then we just well, that had... that could relate to, to Ted in both. Well, you know, in both yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy to have that. Yeah. It certainly ran right. through my head, but yeah. <laughs> we won't tell him that. Um, and then... He's in the room. Yes, he's sitting over here. <laughs> and then we had uh, you sec- sorry, um, Sweet Like Chocolate by yeah. Shanks and Bigfoot. What a great little song. You know... You've done well. You've excelled. We, uh, as I said, Tad's talking about, uh, we're talking about chocolate and yep. your uh, your career change, your history, your um, your current career, which you've been yep. in about six or seven years. Seven but years, ri- yep. you didn't just open up the uh, shop doors. No, you I didn't. started with an artisan cart. Is that I what did. you, yeah? I did. Tell us what that is. And then yeah, so it's basically just a, a temporary space that at the time mm. the market would allow you to basically hire for, th- for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and if they liked what you were doing, um, you had to, you know, had to be artisan, handmade, um, and they would allow you to um, sell your, your product there. And, and you paid a minimal amount, a nominal fee to, to have the space. But it was great for me because before uh, I didn't just stop doing the engineering risk management. Mm. Um, you know, if you're going to do something like that, yeah, it's important to have a plan in place. Yeah, and, and, and I'd like to ask, Ted, yeah. as a risk manager, yes. what did your instincts tell you about <laughs> starting your own business and starting specifically a, a chocolate business? Yeah, uh, you know, it it was it was quite negative, actually, and especially yeah. what other people told you, you know, what is it, 70% of small businesses fail within the first three, you know, and all that sort of two thing, years. or two years, yeah. sorry, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's, that's not really fair, um, because... Nobody knows your, your your specific drive or how stubborn you are, which you have to be to have your own business. Mm. Um, and for me, it was one of those things that was not going. Like failure was not an option. But uh, you 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 did you don't go into something like this lightly. Your research, your absolutely. knowledge, your uh, and your dedication, Planning. all of that. I had to re-educate myself, yeah, of course, because uh, uh, chocolate. I never knew I was obsessed with chocolate until I started investigating what I wanted to do. All I knew is I wanted to change from my engineering career to something in food. So I didn't know if I wanted a cafe or a restaurant or anything like that. So my partner had given me a gift of a, a gift voucher for a, a class at the, um, the Sofitel Colony Institute at the time. And I chose a pastry one and there was chocolate involved with that. And when I went into the kitchen, which was the first time I'd been in the kitchen since my catering days, I just felt this thing come over me where I felt this is where I want, this is where I need to be. And then we started doing the chocolate and I became obsessed, so I, I started educating myself about chocolate. I did do a few courses, um, but largely it's trial and error, which is the engineering side <laughs> that allowed me to learn it pretty quickly. Chocolate is very technical. Tempering yes. is technical. Yes, I guess it is. Yeah. But tell me, what has been your biggest disaster, your biggest chocolate disaster? My biggest chocolate disaster? Um, In the early days, obviously. Yeah, not not you know recently, what? but... Was there something that stands out? I didn't really have one. Oh, there you go. You're just a natural. Not yet, and it scares me. I should touch wood because... So chocolate for a lot of people might be just something, as we said, you you go into the the milk bar or the supermarket or you walk past the shop and go, I see that in the window and you buy and you eat it. Yeah. How varied can chocolate be? I mean, there's. it's not just a... 
sweet. People, uh, yeah. you know, it's a very savoury item now. It can be, yeah. Crazy combinations. I think it's a situation, you know, a lot of people come into my shop and they say, you know, like, I don't know, I've just put on, been put on a list by um, Smudge Eats as one of the best chocolate shops in Australia, which I find mind-boggling. I mean, What's that list? Uh, it's Smudge Eats, which is a, the, the book, the publisher that comes out and they do the flavours of Melbourne, flavours of Sydney, ah. all those, and they published a, a list of their favourite, their best chocolate shops in Australia and I just found out I was on that and initially you you sort of think well how is that possible and and but all of my recipes are mine you know no one else does them and and they're all my my take on it how do you know it'll be popular or it'll work is it a gut feeling no if I like it I'll put it out there really that's the thing yeah so like I did a chocolate bar a few years back to celebrate the Pran Market's 150th anniversary and I put sourdough bread in the chocolate bar a lot of people turn their nose. They thought, what is this? What you know? I'd rather do a product that nobody knows about and introduce them to it than do something that someone else has already done to try to make it different. If that makes sense. Because in this this time of everyone trying to have their fifteen minutes of fame, not, not including yeah. you in that, but people are looking for that something, that's right, that little edge or that that way to be successful quickly in this quick. But you're not after you're not. I'm not doing for this that. for fame. You're not, but no. this is longevity and also right. a, a, a legacy as well. That's right. How do you decide between what's not a novelty, yep. or or something that's going to be life changing, even in a life changing? Yeah, I guess it's just taking that chance and also listening to your instinct. That's that's one of the things when mm. I decided to do this change there were many times in my life where i hadn't listened to my instinct and i always regretted it so i i said to myself from this point forward i'm going to listen to my gut instinct and i'm going to go with it and i think that that makes a difference so tad i don't know why you're surprised about being in smudge eats because perhaps you can tell us a little bit about some of the awards you've won yeah well that's Mm. yeah Yeah, it's it's very humbling i I think i'm not somebody who's used to winning awards you know i was the the kid that would quit the race before it finished that sort of thing so (laughs) i think there's still a bit of that in me um and i'm trying to change that but um um because it's it's incredibly humbling when when someone does say that um to you or if you've won an award so i have won a few awards and it's it's so competitive though this field as well so it is yeah which ones um i've won a um a gold medal for my box chocolates um that was in 2012 i think yes. i also won the champion yes, trophy for that as well the what tro- the champion trophy yep for best bo- uh, for box chocolates uh how yes. do they judge that you you submit to a, a panel of judges and they rip it apart I guess. but is it also <laughs> not know. just taste presentation is it consistent? it's everything it's packaging it's everything it's everything oh, okay. yeah everything and so there's a panel of pastry chefs there that that do it and wow. um it's pretty <laughs> full-on and um so, yeah, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, I'm trying to learn to embrace a bit more. So as someone who had never won an award, yeah. how did you feel about putting yourself mm. out there and, and, and even... Um, Over the moon. Like, yeah. you know, because it is t- very much so every time you, you you do something, whether it's a new product, you're putting yourself out yeah. there for criticism. Exactly and, right. Um, and I think initially it's quite daunting. Um, and the more you do it, the, the easier it is and the less you think about it. Um some people, not everybody's going to like what you what you do all the time. Nobody's going to like every chocolate you make, um, but there's always going to be somebody who does, and I think that's the important side of it. 
we would love to hear maybe what your favourite chocolate is out there, what your disasters are, perhaps in cooking some kind of chocolate exotic treat. Send us a message on 0427 JOY949 or you can send us an email on air at joy.org.au. I don't think Tad's going to give away sort of the really secrets. He's going to keep them close to his heart, but you might give us maybe a little bit of a hint. I will. We've had a message from Family Matters. Apparently they want chocolate samples. Okay. Just saying. And, <laughs> and uh, from my husband, Stephen, please don't forget to say that your husband is a chocoholic. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> is that a word that people use to describe you? Well, not really. I mean, I love chocolate and I eat it every day. It's a part of the job, so I'm lucky about that. But, <laughs> oh, um, what a shame. <laughs> exactly. And I, there are moments where I do crave it at home and I think, oh, I should have brought some home with me and I didn't. Um, <laughs> do you have a key to the shop? Have you, ever thought, have you ever done that? Got up in the middle of the night or it's two in the morning and thought, you know what, I want one of those blah, blah, of blah. Of course. You have? Yeah. And then and you, you go to the cupboard and you find some other thing that's there and you eat that. Have you, do you feel like you're a kid in a, in a lolly shop when you, and you look around and you go, this is mine? Yeah, sometimes I, I have to do that. I make myself do that because I, I want to not forget where I am and, and, and the wonderment. Yeah, I love yeah. this um, quote from you from an, an an interviewer who'd asked you what your favourite chocolate is, and you said, "I equate this question to what is your favourite child." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. So you yeah. so you so you don't have any favourites. You, you, <laughs> no, I don't. You love them all. I do. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people say, "Oh, I don't like white chocolate," but if it's good proper white chocolate with cocoa butter in it, and there's mm. a, a flavour combination with that, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's still chocolate. I think we're drooling. We need to uh, go get a drink of water, I think, Clayton. Um, <laughs> we have Tad a cold Lombardo. shower, maybe. <laughs> Tad Lombardo in the studio with us. Chocolatier, an award-winning chocolatier, I should say. Uh, we'll come back and chat with him a little further. You're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. Tad Lombardo is in the studio with us tonight, talking all things chocolate and sweetness and so on. It's uh, quite timely and perfect, uh, perfect for this time of year. And to that end, we had another message that says, sexual chocolate is my fave from Maxie. Oh, okay. Anyone know a Maxi? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what sexual chocolate is either. No. Is it from that movie uh, with Tad, Eddie I don't one? sell any, but can, no. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Have you, have you been, uh, any, ever had any like, kind of weird, strange? I have. Uh, you know the rest of my sentence, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had people want me to make, you know, that, that, um, that body chocolate and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, that? Really my thing. No, you know? is it a bit tacky? Do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't. You're too high up. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, it's not, thank you very it's, much. That's right. Has anyone asked you to mould their anatomy? Or <laughs> no, they haven't. But um, would you like them to? Is yeah, no, I don't question. think so. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> um, we'll leave that to sexy land or someone to do that. <laughs> How does Australia rate in the world um, in the chocolate field? Or in is, the is there a generic Look, term I, for that? No, I, no? I think. No, I mean pastry and, and chocolate. I think um, it's it's one of those scenarios where when I first moved here, um, a lot of the inspiration for food and whether it's savory or sweet came from the outside. Mm. And uh, that's changed dramatically now. I mean, now people are looking to what's happening in Australia or and in particular Melbourne because Melbourne's really the food hub in my mind um, and what's happening here. And because there's a lot of amazing things and, and, you know, we might be isolated, but that, that whole thing of, of of you know not being as technical with with things and food and i mean that's all different i mean clearly we had the just this past week the the um the world's 50 best awards in melbourne and i was fortunate enough to be able to to attend that um and 
that was just incredible. I mean, you know, so it just goes to show how how much of a of a standing that that we have now. So I world. guess that takes us into the perfect segue for the Escape Hour, which yeah. is something that you are going to be doing here at yeah. Joy. A which show. is amazing. Yeah. Do you so, want to tell us a little bit yeah, about definitely. that? Yeah, definitely. So Ted? the Escape Hour is um, it's with myself and Russ Masterson, and it's it's a show that's going to be half food and half travel. Perfect um, combination. It is, and yeah. and um, so we're going to have a, a topic. You know, like last week was our first show. We 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 did New York. So um, I spoke about you know food things with with New York, and and Russ did a lot of the um, other things to do in New York and, and shows, and and I mean obviously from being from there. Actually, northern New Jersey, as we we yes. learned earlier, um, you know, I have a lot of had a lot of input into that as well. So, I, I, you know, I could talk for hours on that. Um, so it's um, it's going to be something where you know we're able to to share things that are are, are good and and maybe bad about a destination. You know, not everybody and not everywhere in the world is um, a safe place for LGBTIQ people mm-hmm. to go. So um, we we we're hoping to be informative and um, and and giving information and and having fun with it along the way. One of the things that I, I, I seem to notice when I've come back from a holiday or somebody else has, and you're yeah. talking about travelling, probably the most common thing is, oh, did you go to such and such and eat such and such, yeah. you know? Exactly. And that's that kind of, it's like food is a, um, almost like a safe topic yeah. and it's an exciting topic at the same time. Do you and find people, that? Absolutely. And people tend to spend more money on food mm, when they're on holidays mm, because mm, they've mm. saved up and they're going to splurge and they're going to do things that they won't normally do or, or, or dine at places that are not normally um, on their, their agenda. And I think it's important. My number one stop when I'm overseas is the supermarket. Yeah. I, I love to go oh, check I out. Agree. I do that. I, I do that. Do you, um, do you look for – what do you look for? I know what I do. What do you look for in a supermarket any, in oh, any I, country? I like to go back to in the, in the States and look at the supermarkets because everything is so packaged and processed there. Yeah. Um, and I just want to I – mean, I'd like to see it like we have here. We have fruit, fruit and veggie in a company, being that I'm based in the a, in a, a Paran market, which is the oldest food market in Australia. Um, I, I would love for that experience to be able to be had for my family in the states and unfortunately a lot of the um the bakeries the butchers you know they've all closed and now there's just these huge supermarkets so everybody just goes and it it's you know it's soulless isn't it it is it is i I, like one of the last things i saw was um hard-boiled eggs that were cryovac'd and like you can't you can't boil an egg i mean yeah but well actually uh, one of my questions i've 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 actually said here do you think we've lost the art of the basic sit around the family dinner table Scenario? Do you think we've lost that? Um, I don't like not in my family because we still do that, and I think I, I don't think we've lost it. I think it's just it's. I mean, it might have changed a mm-hmm. little bit, um, but I think it's something that um, in a lot of families they try to keep going and keep that alive. And and with with this fast paced world, and it, it's hard to do that. I think sometimes to um to to make sure you have that time with everybody. But um, like every time I go back to the states, it's just you know everybody getting together over food it mm. might be something formal yeah. or not you know and food food does unite us in so many it different does. ways and you can be in a in a, in a home where the la- there's a, a, a total language barrier yeah. but you can still do a you know thumbs up to the food that you're eating yeah. or big smiles or, or or a hug or a thank you for this bowl of soup or whatever yeah. so the food can often be that 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 conduit that's right and and I, there's nothing else that provides that no I, I don't think we've had a, another couple of messages in if you want to send a message into to us you can do so on 0427 joy 949 or on air at joy.org.au 
All this talk is making me feel better about eating all the Easter eggs in the fridge. (laughs) I feel like I'm eating art and not just getting fat. Great questions, guys. And that is from Nelson. I know where those Easter eggs are, buddy. Um, And this is from Jim. I can't go past Haig's violet creams in dark chocolate with candied violet flowers plus... I take it he doesn't mean in the same chocolate. Chicken in chocolate chili sauce. Oh, chicken mole, yeah, that Ooh. works. Chicken. You can and do chili. That's savory. Mexican, isn't it? It's it a, is. A yeah. Mexican dish, yep. yeah. And Definitely. traditionally, would you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, would you ever thought of putting those things together? Um, well, I mean, it, it, it is a Mexican dish, so I think in the in that cuisine, it would be common. But locally, but, yeah. But local, yeah, but I think it's probably not as much out there uh, you know people are just so obsessed with food and, and learning about it and and i think it's just more available maybe that's the the right what word do you for think it. what do you think that is what do you think we're obsessed because again last 10 15 years all yeah. the food shows the competitions is the you know the home chefs and the yeah. let's buy this book and let's 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 why is it now well i think it's it's a situation too where as we develop more and and learn more about food our palates develop a lot more as well and you start mm. to want to challenge that a bit more and and by doing that and by experiencing different cuisines and and experimenting with fusion and and combining different foods and um so i think it's it's the whole palette that's 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 developing over time and that's what's changing and our and and our country is changing Absolutely. so you know what i find really interesting you can go to a food court yep. and see families getting quickly on the run sushi yes you would have thought that that's Ten, right you, you just wouldn't no that's right and i think any kind of food is available if you wanted it in Melbourne mm-hmm. and, and, and almost on a local basis as well, which, which I think is great. And it's usually pretty good. The, um, is, do you have a favourite savoury food? Uh, I do, and it's quite simple. I love pizza. <laughs> I do. I love it. And I love making pizza at home. Uh, that's probably the, the one I, I, I prefer the most is, is pizza at home, actually. Yeah, I wondered about that. So yeah. spending all day in the kitchen, yeah. how do you feel about walking into the kitchen at night when you come home yeah i do i do it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it depends on how tired i am and what i'll do is i'll try to make um you know do a lot of cooking on the weekend so i've got stuff to get Mm. me going through the week but um but i do i I still love it i still love making the dough or Mm. you know doing that hands-on part of it there's something special about it the question i get heaps does your partner cook he does not quite as much as I do, but yeah. (laughs) and what does he like to cook oh he likes spaghetti bolognese um is he Some, American too, Ted? Or no, is no, he, he's, no Australian. He's, he's Australian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got he's got his favourites and usuals, but um, but I tend to do most of the cooking in the house. So yeah. It's is there a chocolate mecca in inverted commas in the world? Is there a place that you go? Um, do you know what? I think there is, and I think it's 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 shifted. You know, from from being like Switzerland or France, it's it's now shifted to the more more the producer side of it, like where it's grown. Um, do you mean people are more? fastidious about the content that's right where it's made and the provenance of ah and and the fact that it's you know the people who are growing it are treated ethically and that they're paid properly and fairly for it and i think that's that's changed and changed the focus quite a bit have you done a chocolate tour have you been to africa and and i haven't haven't been to africa yet i i went to um vanuatu and they grow cacao there okay um and um i'd like to i'm hoping to go sometime soon to Central America and, and South America. I've been to South America, yeah. so I've, I've seen that. But it's very fascinating. Do you have any Oompa Loompas? 
<laughs> no, I don't. I need a few, actually. <laughs> if you know any. <laughs> uh, Ted Lombardo is joining us in the studio. We'll come back and chat a little further. You're on Stand Up Straight on Joy. The Art Centre, Commonwealth Bank, Happy Tin, Jeep, Mercedes Benz, QBE, NAB, Sony, Suzuki, Stan Cash, Bank of Melbourne, Boy Mix, Holland, What do they all have in common? They've all been proud Joy sponsors, promoting their products and services to Melbourne's largest LGBTIQ audience. Hi, this is Joy sponsor Matt Anderson from Commercial Road Accounting. There are so many reasons why one should support Joy, especially as a sponsor. But one great reason is that Joy has the largest LGBTIQ audience around. I have been a sponsor for well over 10 years myself. You can benefit from supporting Joy too. So go on, give them a call now. Head to joy.org.au forward slash sponsors and tell us how we can help you or call our sponsorship team on 1300 JOY 949. JOY 94.9, your voice, your radio station. Hello there, funny lady Judith Lucy, and of course you're listening to Joy 94.9. Well, you'd be just plain f***ed in the head if you listened to anything else. <laughs> oh, I'd be so, I'm so, I love her. <laughs> so jealous of uh, Michelle who's off to see Judith yes. Lucy. Go support. The Comedy Festival yeah. is on. The show's not about promoting that in particular, but there's some extraordinarily funny Melbourne local comedians. Go and support some uh, local Melbourne artists. Um and uh, I'm looking forward to going to see Judith, Lucy and um, Denise, Scott. Denise Scott tomorrow night with my son, Nelson. Thank you. And um, something else that I've absolutely gone blank, Escape yes. Hour, which yes. is on at 2 o'clock on a Saturday. 1 o'clock, one o'clock on a yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Yes. Have you got different – is it going to be kind of a different structure or kind of similar to what it was no, it is going to have a different structure. We will have some guests coming in um, mm-hmm. when, when we feel that it's, it's valuable to the topic. Um, one of the things I want to implement is a regular uh, weekly market update of all of Melbourne's markets um, to, to give people an idea of what's going on. Because there's so many different events in Melbourne all the time, and yeah. I think it, it, it can get lost. And I think it's, it's, it's a great idea to go and, and you know, support the markets. Um, no matter Couldn't which one it is. More. There yeah. is something lovely about walking to the end of your street or, you know, yep. your, your local fate and going and buying a lamington that's been made by, you know, an 80-year-old lady that's made her own jam. She's yeah. made the lamington. She's made them. By, and it's just something lovely about talking to the person that's made exactly. them. Exactly, yeah. And do you also find that even in the shop? I do, yeah. Do you spend a lot? Do people kind of say, well, how do you do that? Or that's beautiful. They do. And, and in yeah. fact, especially the, my regular customers on Saturday, um, Basically, when um, I started doing the radio show, um, you know, they don't see me as much on Saturday. So it's kind of like they, they, they try to time their, their times <laughs> that they come to the market when they want to. Because they want to just have a chat sometimes. Yeah. And, and they're lovely. They're all, all really supportive. So we're nearly out of time, Tad. Is there something that's on the horizon for you? Yeah, I mean, it's just continuing with the the business plan and and working hard. And we've got a a, a very big a free event at the Paran Market with the Chocolate Festival coming up on May seventh, which is called Wicked Chocolate. Mm, For the whole yeah. weekend, or is it just it's just the, on the Sunday? Just on yeah. the Sunday, and free event. Free event, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to take over the entire market, closing Elizabeth Street. Um, there's a chocolate eating contest. There's oh, yes, <laughs> a chocolate dunking machine, rushing. which I'll be in. Chocolate yeah. dunking machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tell me. D- have you seen the, the the scene in Vicar of Dibley where uh, she puts her head? 
happy yeah. you ever wanted to yeah. do that. I don't know. Everyone wants to throw chocolate on me. I'm doing a photo shoot next week. And it's like, oh, do you mind if we smear chocolate on you? And I was like, okay, whatever. Okay. Are you sure it's a photo shoot? It is a photo yeah. shoot, yeah. <laughs> I don't do full frontal. I've already made that one. At least not for extra money. Well, <laughs> it has been absolutely lovely and very, very sweet having you Thank in you the for inviting me in. Yeah, Just for those that want to come. Even if the shop is closed, go and have a look in the window. It is extra. The f- it is just beautiful. Thank the you. feast for the eyes. Where do they go? Where do people go to eat your chocolate? Basically, at my shop is in the Pran Market, 163 Commercial Road, um, and that's where I have the bulk of my my product offering. Mm. Um, and it's we- right in the middle of it the market, is. near the f- ra- it's surrounded by fruit and veg, isn't it? That's right, in yeah. the flower shop right yeah. across the way. Yeah. So I have a beautiful vantage point, no matter yeah. where I look. It's you just have, flowers. You've got a wonderful yeah. spot. It's well, great. thank you for the little treats that you did bring in for us tonight, You're Tad. And have a wonderful Easter. Enjoy thank you. your thank chocolate you have a great as well. Thank and you. And we would love to have you come back and join us again. I will. And for we'll sure. chat a little bit more. Because then we can do more research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, that's what Clayton's calling it, guys. His edible research. I think that's what we'll call it. So, um, as we said a little earlier, Joy Radiothon is coming up. Uh, so, please have a thought about how, uh, think about how you can support this amazing radio station. There's some extraordinary programs on Joy. Up next is Family Matters at 8 and at 9 is The Woods. So, stay on Joy for the rest of the evening. Thank you, Clayton, across, across the desk. Thank you, Stephanie, across Thank you, the Michelle. desk. Happy Easter, everyone. Thank you, yeah, Tad, for joining us. And uh, you've been listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.